Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom-designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Hey, my beautiful friend, I want to welcome you in today. I know many of you are loyal and supportive listeners who have been here since day one. But I also know that each week we have some newbie listeners here. And I want to take a moment, regardless if you're brand new or if you've been here the whole time, to just thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen and to see how God's Word can help you faith this day of life. Today, I've got an episode that I'm really excited about. The other morning when I woke up, the first thing that came to mind as I was saying my morning prayer was a realization about how I was praying. And I knew in that moment that God wanted me to share out some information about prayer in a devotional. And you see, I start my morning as I routinely do in prayer, but my attention on that morning was drawn to the idea that the way you pray is just as important as the reasons for which you pray. And this week, we're going to chat about prayer and how to make it as truly effective and meaningful as possible. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, Pray His Way. Ever feel like your prayers have gone unanswered? Do you sometimes feel like what you pray for actually turns out to be the exact opposite of the outcome that ends up happening? Do you resent the fact that what you thought should have happened in a situation didn't? Are you left frustrated because no matter how many times you ask and how badly you want something to happen, God just doesn't seem to be working in your situation? Like, why doesn't he answer by fixing our problems? Why are you still battling with the same obstacles you were yesterday and last week and last month and last year? How could he allow us to become disappointed by allowing things to not go exactly how we wanted them to? Doesn't he care about our hopes and dreams? You prayed for healing and they only got sicker. You prayed for peace, and the conflict is now getting worse. You asked for restoration, and they seem to despise you even more. You asked for the deal to go through, and it couldn't have gone any more wrong. You needed that money desperately, but now it's all but gone. You depended on that job, but the layoff notice came anyway. You prayed for a miracle, and nothing seemed to change. 
I bet at some point you've contemplated that maybe prayer is all a big farce, right? Like why even bother if things don't happen the way you hope? What good is praying to God if he's not going to make things turn out the way you want them to and how you want them to? These are all valid questions. Can you understand now maybe why some people end up deciding that Christianity isn't for them? You know, they go away and turn away from Christianity thinking, you know, this misconception that God is like this genie and when they pray and things don't turn out the way that they expect or they hope or in the time frame that they want, they decide, ah, you know, maybe this just isn't for me. And it happens. And when we think about prayer in this way, we can understand why they might turn away. But I want to extend an olive branch to you today, my sister, because that version of prayer is different than what we are going to talk about today. And trust me, I felt a few times in the past that my prayers were going unanswered too. I've had times where I cried out and I didn't think that Jesus even heard me. In fact, for a long time, I spent way more time seeking help and advice from other people other humans, and trying to ensure my situation went as planned, like I was trying to micromanage over my situation, fix things and make it all turn out. Really, there was a time in my life, believe it or not, where I just didn't talk to Jesus. I thought I could figure things out alone. And I always seem to remember, you know, if there was a big crisis or something major happened, I mean, I would turn back to God in prayer and just ask him, you know, why is this happening? This isn't fair. What is this for? Why me? You know, but again, it was usually when I turned back to him in prayer, just to ask for what I wanted. And turns out, it usually didn't turn out the way I wanted. And that's why this message is so important for someone to hear out there today. Jesus wants you to know that he's always heard you. He's always been there and has never once turned his back on you. But he wants you to shift the way you pray. He wants you to know about how to pray in the way that he taught. He wants you to pray the right way. He wants you to pray his way. And he wants you to seek after his will through your prayers and not use your prayers as a means of obtaining your own desires. My sister, I want to draw your attention now to the most famous prayer that has ever been prayed. And it's found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. And it goes a little something like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Sound familiar? Yeah, of course, it's the Lord's Prayer. Words that were spoken directly from Jesus's mouth as he was teaching his disciples how to pray his way. My friends, this prayer is loaded with so much valuable information. Like I could do so many devotionals on this prayer because it teaches us how to approach your life, your day, your resources, how to trust God 
be a good steward. And it teaches us how to use praise and how to resist temptation. But today I want to draw your attention to one particular line, because I believe it is where the essence of what Jesus is trying to teach us in regards to prayer is. And the line has four simple words, and they say, thy will be done. Now, how can these four simple words radically change the way you pray today? How can these four simple words completely turn around how prayer works in your life? What can these four simple words teach us about God's will for us? Well, they teach us how to surrender. And this is what makes all the difference. Now, I say simply because the concept of surrendering what you want, the outcome of prayer to be, to surrendering to what he wants, the outcome of the situation to be is a simple concept. But oh girl, it is not always an easy one. It is so much easier to pray over a situation with a laundry list of recommendations for God on how he can solve the problem, fix the dilemma, or right the wrongs. That is certainly easier to do. And it's what we commonly do when we pray. But it isn't what he wants from you. He wants your complete trust. He wants you to release your worry and anxiety over future outcomes to him. And frankly, he wants you to stop telling him how to do his job. This is what God wants you to hear today. Now, incidentally, when I was writing this episode over a period of a couple days, I had a really perfectly timed conversation with a grade eight girl at my school. And she came to me, she was stressed about a situation, feeling anxious, and she asked me for ways on how to kind of feel less stressed in this situation. And I suggested that we pray over it. And she said, well, but prayer doesn't work. Now, I was a little taken aback. I didn't expect that answer from her, but I simply just curiously asked her why she felt like that. And she said, well, because all last year I prayed that the peers in my class that were rude to me and teasing me would move and leave our school and they're still here. So she said, it just doesn't work. How many times have we been guilty of the same thing, my sister? We pray for something specific to happen, right? We create a solution that we want and that's what we pray for. And when that doesn't happen, we begin to lose trust in Jesus, don't we? What I wanted to explain to this student, and I totally will at some point when I have a chance to talk to her, but I wanted to explain that prayer isn't the delivery of a solution or outcome that you had ready for God to perform. In other words, prayer isn't a means of getting God to do the things you want him to do in your life. And I think that this simple misconception is alive and well in so many people's faith lives. We think we know what should happen, and we pray specifically that it does. And we think we know when things should happen, and we pray specifically that they do. But this is why I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that how you pray is just as important as why you pray. And the answer to how you pray is found in the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done. 
So what does this mean for you today, my friend? Well, this means that you might need to take a different and radically bold approach to the way you reach out to God. And that is not always an easy or comfortable way to pray, to just hand over your situation and to back up and say, thy will be done. I trust you. That is bold. That is radical. But it's not always easy to do because sometimes God's will turns out to be very different from what you wanted. But I challenge you to try it regardless, because it might be exactly what you need to bring God's peace into your situation today. Changing your prayer to ask for God's will to be done and surrendering your issue or whatever you're praying about over to God. I don't know how it happens, but it's this miraculous way God works in our situations because when you do that, that surrender, it creates an indescribable peace that comes into your heart, even in the midst of your current reality. And your current reality might be stressful or chaotic or uncertain, but still by doing that, you can experience peace even when the situation isn't always peaceful. And here's how to create this shift today. First, you have to acknowledge that it's God's will that you want to be done. My sister, your will, what you want, what you think should happen, what you believe would be best, now's the time to tuck that away and forget about it. You don't have the ability to view all of this from the same vantage point as God. He sees the whole picture, all of it. It's time to trust that he knows what he's doing. This is so simple yet so difficult, and that is why it is a big first stumbling block for many people. Trusting God before you've learned through experience or a powerful testimony is difficult because let's be honest, it's not easy to let go of what we think is best in exchange for someone else's method when we don't know what that method will be. Believe me though, it's worth the exchange. It's worth exchanging your worry for his word that he will use all of this for good. It's worth exchanging your plan for his peace. It's worth exchanging your way for his will. Next, You have to release your grip and acknowledge that he's the one in control. My dear, so many of us have a tough time with this too. We are very accustomed to wanting to be in control of every detail of our lives, that we find it's almost impossible at times to be able to surrender that control back to Christ. And when it comes to praying his way though, and feeling the peace that comes through this type of prayer... I am confident that you are going to become more and more comfortable each time you intentionally practice it. And that's right. This takes intentional practice. The ironic thing is the more control you hand back to God, the more he's going to show you how he really was in control all along. And I learned to trust him fully by time and time again, shifting the way I prayed from giving him recommendations, ideas, and guidance on how to make the things work out the way I wanted to, to admitting that I really can't do this on my own. 
I have no idea what the best plan is, and I really, really need his help. Now, when I pray over a situation, over a person, over anything really, I ask for his will to be done. I always start the prayer by saying what, you know, my heart is hoping for, but then I say, but I want your will to be done. And even if your will is different than my hopes, I want that to be because I trust you and I trust that you will work it all for good. When I do that, do you know what happens? My worry and anxiety starts to disappear because I know through that simple prayer, I have activated the power of Almighty God over that issue. It's no longer my burden on my shoulders. He takes that weight off by letting me know that he's got this. And finally, and this is what builds on what I was just saying about releasing that burden and the worries to him. You have to remember that he's also in charge of the timing. You have to remain patient and trust in his timing. He is never going to do something at the wrong time. Trust me, God doesn't need you reminding him day after day after day after day that what you prayed over hasn't happened. He's working on it. He might not be working in the way or at the speed that you expect. We are like a microwave culture. And sometimes faith works more in like the means of a slow cooker. It takes time to move mountains. Sometimes he's making big shifts in the background that have to happen first before he can show you how things are all going to turn out. So don't let the apparent lack of change allow your worry and anxiety to creep back into your heart. And this is what the enemy will do, my friend. He will really, really remind you of the timeline here, and he'll remind you of your impatience. And in that impatience, he'll get you questioning, like, maybe God didn't hear me. Maybe God isn't working over this. And that's what the devil is going to try to do. He's going to try to get you to lose trust And don't you think that Satan knows exactly how impatient our human hearts are? Like I said, we are a microwave society. We want it all right now. But God's a slow cooker type of guy sometimes. He is working in the background. So long as you have prayed that God's will be done, no matter what the struggle, the problem, or even the opportunity, God will work in it. He may not deliver the outcome you expected but it will always be the outcome that he had planned. It will always be an outcome that allows his goodness to be on display in some way. Sometimes it's not the outcome that you had hoped for, and it sometimes doesn't feel like a good solution at all. But if you continue to trust over time, you will see how those are the outcomes that mold and shape you into the person that God had created before you were even born. He visioned you in a way, and sometimes it takes some tough situations and some really crappy times to mold you into that. So instead of praying away anything that is not good or anything that pushes you or anything that hurts you or scares you, it's an opportunity to welcome in his will and to say that, you know, if this is going to change me into more of who you created me to be, then your will be done. Time and trust are the only things that will lead us to grow in faith in his good plans for us. 
praying for his will to be done is that fantastic place to start today. And what I want to do now is just pray together. I'll lead us. We are going to ask for God's will to be done. Good morning, Jesus. Thank you for gathering us today to listen to your word and to just have you pour into us, to allow us to open our hearts and to surrender back ourselves to you today, Lord. All of us are going through different situations, different things in our lives that may be challenging, may be stressful, may be causing us fear or uncertainty. And Lord, we just simply ask that you take all of that burden, that heavy load off of us today. And as we hand it to you, give us the courage to say, your will be done. We don't know what the outcome will be. We don't know what the timeline will be. We don't know how all of this will come together. But Lord, by making us bold enough to say that, we can trust that you will use it for good. And it may not look good right now. It may not turn out the way we wanted. But help us to trust that over time, you will reveal to us how all of this is being used for good and how all of this is shaping us into the people that you envisioned before we were born. Lord, allow us to know that you're not just this magic genie that we can go to and give you a whole list of things we want to happen in our lives and a timeline and and think that that's going to occur. You know, surrendering is really erasing that list of desires and just saying, here, we trust you've got what we need for today. I trust that you've got what we need for tomorrow. And I'm going to let you do your job because you are so much better at what you do than any of us could ever be on our own. So Lord, we trust in you today. We ask for your will to be done. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, my friend, once again, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join me. If you've had that genie approach to prayer in the past where you're just giving guidance, giving direction to God, and it just isn't working, I challenge you this week to try that bold prayer. It takes courage. You might have to pray first for the courage to pray the prayer of asking God for thy will to be done. But if you do that, it's going to start changing things in your life. Have a beautiful week, my friends. I wish you all of God's blessings from my heart to yours. Bye for now. 